0: Um, So moving on to the cultural aspect, we've touched on it already, but this is where sort of those unintended consequences might be or how managers may be self-selecting in, um, as Ann was talking about. So there's a lot of cultural issues that may have bubbled up in your organization. Maybe choose the one top issue that you think um, for your organization was particularly um, important. And um, Ann, since you started with some of the self-selecting manager stuff, do you want to?
1: I'd be happy to. It's gonna be hard to pick one, but I'll try. <laughs> um, I think, from a cultural perspective, um, our culture has always been kind of renegade. Um, still is, you know. And even though we're in tough times now, and, and having been the arrogant one in the in the in the Java high high roller days, and then having gone through the bust, um, we still try to recruit people who are sort of entrepreneurial and either have been in a startup or want to act like a startup, and that's hard when you're a 35,000 person mm-hmm. company. But um, I think the haves and the have-nots, and I think that was something that, that we maybe talked about in terms of creating divisions. You know, The ones who can and the ones who can't, the ones who work from home, the ones who don't, um, are, are challenges for managers. And so um, I do think that, that culturally, a company needs to reach out to the managers. Um, The employees will love this, hands down, no question. Not even an issue. Um, The managers have to do more work. And um, they're already doing more work, right, because we've got to do performance evaluations, we've got to do reductions in force, we've got to do all kinds of stuff. Hey, maybe we'll even get a pay cut. Um, Yay! (laughs) So um, I think the thing to watch out for is is, is don't let it be the has and have-nots. Make the managers feel like this is something that's part of their work. It's not an option, it's part of leadership, it's leading in a, in a virtual world because the next gen employee is coming in pretty darn wired and they have a mindset that's much, 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 much more gamer mindset, you know, like what have you done for me lately? You know, these are my kill points, what are yours? Just because you've been around for 20 years, and that doesn't thrill me at all. So um, it's what have you done for me lately? So I, I don't think it's an option. I think managers need to lead and need to learn how to lead in a, in a much more virtual world. Um, And accept this multi-generational workforce, too. It's going to be the first time in our history that we're going to have four different types of employees. And they're not all the same. They're all going to have different needs and different requirements. So a good manager is going to have to get that.
0: Well, this is a good point because I had an assumption in my head that as a manager it is easier to manage when you have a clear scorecard, when you're managing on results versus managing on input (laughs) or things that are less defined you know, some companies do run fast and hard and maybe not have quite the defined scorecard. So um, if you guys can talk a little bit about that, although I think you just handed over to the mic. But oh. <laughs> I back. So, I mean, that, it, that, that assumption me. that, that managing from results perspective is easier, do you think that's, that's not? You know, I have to say, in my experience having watched this, especially
1: a dozen years ago, when the people who managed by results then were not phased at all. Mm-hmm and the ones who just have a more organic way of managing, you know, especially this was in the UK years ago, they'd all go to the pub after work kind of thing, right? And it was a norm and there's nothing wrong with it. Sure. But it wasn't managing them, it was doing the collaboration and the cohesion, which is, you know, I think one of the next questions. Right. Um, you
2: gotta do it all,
1: right? And you can't call people in for a beer bust on Friday afternoon and call that cohesion. They want to go home, <laughs> you know? So the managers just have to get it. They need to get and play. They got to play Worlds of Warcraft. Okay. And um, learn how skills are what's, what's valued now, not just sonority or status or, or being, you know, being being around the water cooler. It's not as valued as it used to be. And yes, the scorecard matters. But from an HR perspective, I still struggle. And I'm going to see if you guys can help me. Because the HR performance measurement system has not yet adapted. Mm-hmm. It's still very much based on, you know, business acumen, teamwork, I mean, you know, you know mm-hmm. the, the, the traditional ones. There's very little in there about um, the killer instinct to, to be more flexible and give more, more more adaptation to employees. And I think our performance systems are way, way, way out of whack. There's nothing about managing teams, there's nothing about group performance. So we're talking about teams. But we still measure people for you know who was the smartest and the brightest at the eleventh hour. Okay, got to change.
0: Thank you. Um, from a cultural standpoint, I would say you know all the things you've talked about, but um, also teamwork is huge in our organization. It's it's one of our primary foundations, and with teamwork, I think comes a responsibility for people to learn to communicate with each other. So part of it is if two peers are having difficulty in how they're flexing and how it's one and this is impacting the other, giving them the, the tools and having the expectation that they will discuss it and come to some kind of mutual agreement instead of the manager always having to be in the middle or the human resources person.
2: Great. Okay. Um, in terms of you know cultural issues and how you manage it, I mean I do think um, you know it really is education and training. Uh, and a tone at the top that this is important in helping managers uh, understand and respect and support uh, flexible workers and, and those that are working on flexible schedules and, and you're right. Gosh, I haven't really thought about about four different types of people, Anne, uh that, that a manager may ultimately have to be considering um, Including myself um, in, in an office situation, I think that's important to remember. I think the ability, um, you know, and the ability to support the flexible work schedules on a team by managers um, is is definitely something we continue. We will need to continue to focus on to keep that as part of the culture. And it does start with the tone at the top. And I will tell yeah. you that we look. We have four strategic priorities as a firm, and our perform, our annual performance reviews and goal setting. Uh, is all around achieving those four strategic priorities. And one of those strategic priorities is being an employer of choice. Um, so making letting our people believe it is a great place to work and build a career. So um, just I feel like because that is part of a review process where it is you, you are determined whether you're a high performer or not a high performer is, is whether you're clicking on that particular strategic priority and being able to demonstrate and and show us as performance managers that you are able to support that initiative and and that culture of uh, work-life balance and and many times that includes some level of flexibility. So I think that it's important because it really does get down to, it's a great thing to talk about and a great thing to have when you're discussing, uh, trying to recruit people in, but if it's not part of your fabric and part of your culture, it doesn't work. So I think, we built it in to to our own strategic